This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, let's do a podcast. Why the hell not? They pay us for it. We do it. What's up, Al? No, it's funny, Jerry. I'm uh, one of these people who thinks, you know, masks don't work, that sort of thing. Like with the coronavirus and things. And I've been seeing people in the Walmarts and the Targets and yeah. the supermarkets and masks, masks, masks. Gio's in here this morning. He throws up. What'd you do? Grab the mask. Yeah, don't blame you. Put the mask right on. All of a sudden, I was back onto the mask science. I will tell you, I don't know what works and what doesn't. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I really either. don't. But, I, but, 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 but. I remember saying this about a year and a half ago. Every year, I get sick in the spring and in the fall. It's pretty much like clockwork. The year of wearing masks was the first year in well over 15 years in my life I did not get sick. I don't know if it works. I don't know if it's in my head. It worked for me for that year and a half. Right. So, I don't know. Take that for what it's worth. No clue. It worked for me. Yeah. Not only did I grab a mask that the the radio station still has masks for people, I also grabbed uh, rubber gloves. Yeah. Or the surgical gloves. I could see that, though. The germs are on your fingers. Yeah. And the mask thing makes sense when they talk about everything going in your nose. Right. So it does make sense. Right. But I don't know. Who would have? But I'm knows? telling you, I was just in the stores this weekend. There were tons of people walking around masks. Yeah, I've like, noticed the idiots. I've noticed an uptick, too. Yeah. And even like at uh, in Wisconsin on Saturday where I was with Rutgers, there were two people at the scorer's table, both in masks, and one guy had black rubber gloves on. Like, that was really... I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, I've had Gina call me after she's been to the store. Yeah. She'll go... Um, have you seen anything on the news? Everyone was wearing masks. I'm like, no, I haven't seen anything on the news. Well, the neurovirus. Well, now the neurovirus is out there. Which sounds terrible. Yeah. Which I'm going to have probably on Saturday. (laughs) Right. Like, what would be the worst day for you to get it? Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. Well, what's today? Today's only... Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. Ah, you got time, Jerry. Yeah, but think about when... So Greg's daughter got it, basically coming back from Arizona, which is a week and a half ago now. Yeah. And then that lingered, and then a few days later, his other daughter got it, and now all of a sudden... Then his wife. His wife got it, and now he got it. So I don't know. I, Who knows? No, I don't know. I really don't know. All you can do is live, Jerry. Just live. I'm trying, life. but I feel like I'm going to be living right into the toilet zone. <laughs> and yes, yeah, Saturday would be bad, because we have plans Saturday night, and then Sunday I have to drive to Penn State. Wow. I can't do that drive, having to stop every half hour no, to you either cannot. throw up or use a toilet. Would you rather do diarrhea or vomit? Probably the back end. Same. If I was home. Correct. That's what I was just thinking. If I was home. If I'm driving in a car, vomit. Because yes. I can pull over and just go, and, yes. but You can't vom- pull over and pull your pants down. That vom- looks weird. The thing about vomit that is so 
disturbing is you there's a point where you feel like you you can choke on it yeah and it can hurt and it can be violent the other end as long as you're home right just sit there and let it happen it's actually pleasant jerry well i'm not going to go that far <laughs> it's not pleasant but it's easier i think yeah definitely easier to deal with than it coming up through the mouth correct so yeah, i have gone like years and years and years at a time without vomiting i believe it Especially not a huge drinker. Right. I mean, that's a lot of times that's where most of us end up throwing up. But diarrhea, Jerry? I don't think I got a week, go a week without it. For real? You, yeah. Me, you or your dog? Me. Oh, jeez. My dog's cured now. I got her on some sort of, uh, the vet put her on a uh, Hill's diet. Food. So why don't you take some of that? <laughs> I'm thinking of eating it. It's about as exciting as what you're eating on a daily basis yeah. anyway. <laughs> your Hill's diet food. There you go. Um, yeah. So I also, didn't realize you have that problem. Yeah, you know, because I, I don't go. I I like I go to the bathroom on like Sunday, then I don't go again till Wednesday or Thursday. And it turns into that. Well, because it's so it's just, my body's like, uh, what's going on here? Uh, what are we doing here today? Yeah, gross. Let me ask you this one, Jerry. This is a uh, here's a question for you. It's not gross at all. Uh, my niece and nephew turned twenty four today. They're wow, twins, boy and a girl, yeah. twins, twenty four. Uh, I remember when they were turning 15, you were asking me what you should get them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. 24. Here we are again. Yeah. Here's a similar type question, Jerry. So they both are uh, out of school. Okay. Uh, My nephew works somewhere with one of these Wall Street companies. No idea Mm -hmm. what. uh, They're 24. Still giving cash gifts? Uh, What age do you think you stop? 25. At 25? That's what me and my wife do. Once they get to 25, it's over. Okay, so I, they got one more year. Yeah, I'd send them a gift card and a card. That's all. Do I put in the note, enjoy this one, it's your last? Yes. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that, <laughs> but... See, I feel like I went to, like, in my 30s when people were still sending me That's because they felt bad for I you. I know, that's exactly right. <laughs> Especially if he's on Wall Street making more money than you are. Well, I don't know. Like, he's a... a you know, he... Only got that job probably a year ago. Okay. I don't know what they... I don't have any concept of... I know there are four of them jammed into an apartment, so they can't be killing it that much. So he's not making $1.7 million a month yet? No, no, no. So I don't know what they make, Yeah. you know, when you're new to the business. I'd say 24, just out of college, still a year out of college. Yes, I would still still give them a card with... I'd give them a gift card. Yes. I wouldn't even go cash. See, I I like... I I send them a Venmo. I Venmo Could them. you be more impersonal? A Venmo? <laughs> well, I send a nice t- text, and then I send them a Venmo cash, because that's how they do it now. They, okay. And they go out with their friends. They'll have now in their All Venmo right. some, some money to do All stuff. All right, fair with. enough. That's. I always thought the gift card was cold. Yeah. A Venmo. Venmo. <laughs> there you go, kids. <laughs> so the one guy is at Wall Street. Okay. What's the other one, a doctor? <laughs> well, she's the one who got run over by the car this year. Oh, Jesus, that's right. She's doing good, though. She's doing very well, yeah. She okay. just had surgery to take the, the one metal piece out of her foot that set, like, her foot or whatever. And what is she doing for her career? Well, she was, she went Suing down. Suing the university. <laughs> she went down to to go to school for a physician's assistant school. Oh, okay. So, I guess she's. Being like a nurse, right? Yeah, and I think, she, I guess she's she's working in that role now. Good so. for her. So yeah, not bad. They're st- they they grow up fast, Jerry. Pretty soon they're going to be sending you gifts. <laughs> right. When do I start getting <laughs> gifts after I retire? I got I think it's kind of now. Did you did your family members like did you ever get to a point cuz I definitely got to this point where 
I felt like I was too old to get cash gifts from relatives at yeah. Christmas, and they were giving them to me. It was so awkward. I don't remember. To be quite honest with you, I don't remember when gifts like that stopped. I don't remember ever getting cash gifts. Yeah. We got gifts. Um, I feel like like for my aunts and uncles, I would get cash gifts. Yeah, we always we never got cash. We always got like actual gifts. Yeah, I like that better, an actual gift. It's, well, yes, especially like I had an aunt who used to make clothing. Yeah. So until the year before she passed away, she was still sending us like shirts she was making, which she felt like, you know what? She put time and effort did, into yeah. this. And you really appreciated it. Um, but I don't, I really don't know the answer to that. I know, like I said, Kim and I decided 25 is it's enough, especially when they're working. You're not seeing them all that often anymore. They're out on their own. They're right. adults now. They're adults. You know? Um, my one aunt and uncle, my aunt Kathy and uncle Pete, they used to get me something Dallas Cowboy related every year. Yeah. And he was a Washington then Redskins fan. So we would battle, Jerry. We had our battles. I get it. But uh, like she'd always, they'd always get me something like, uh, they got me a Cowboys helmet one year. Yeah. They got me That's Cowboys. Cool. Like a mini helmet or a helmet? No, that, it was weird. It was a helmet, but not the kind... It wasn't a real professional helmet, but it was like a helmet helmet. Like Rydell one, you got a Toys R Us? No, but somewhere in between a real helmet okay. and that. It was, do you remember in the Wood? I might be older than you on this one. I remember Woodbridge Mall. Woodbridge I remember the Mall, sports store in there. Herman's. Yeah, of course I remember so, Herman's. So this was purchased at Herman's, okay. I remember. Yeah. So it was a real helmet. I still have the helmet. That's like, cool. And my next door neighbor, Rob, he had a Steeler helmet. So yeah. these helmets Replicas. must have been... They were replicas. Like, I know if you put it on, it had the padding yeah, inside, yeah. but it also had on the outside, this is not a real helmet, you right. jerks. Yes. You're not, this is not going to save you. Right. Of, well, I'll tell you one of the don't coolest. Don't sue us. One of the, I don't know why it made me, why I enjoyed the gift so much, because it was not that big a deal. But I remember when I first got married, and for Christmas, right before our first New Year's Eve in our townhouse, I remember my parents gave me the Dallas Cowboys uh, chips helmet oh. where the top came off. You put yes. the chips in and then the dipper, the salsa would go in the face mask holder. Yep. I thought it was like the coolest gift ever. <laughs> I was so excited for a cowboy helmet for chips. Yeah. And I still have that somewhere. Man, you could back then, You it, it was nearly impossible to get me a gift that I wouldn't enjoy if it had an NFL logo on it. Yeah, no, like I hear some you. sort of team. I didn't even care what team it was. Yeah, I know, you fraud. You'd take an Eagles helmet. You'd be happy. Take an Eagles helmet, Bills, Falcons. Aye, aye, aye. No good. It no is good. funny to see the old family photos that pop sure. up every now and then. Like, you know, we even back before, way before digital cameras, you would take pictures at birthdays, mm-hmm. Christmas. So it'd be like at birthdays. Like, I'd be in the one, my mother's uh, birthday. I'm in a Atlanta Falcon sweatshirt. <laughs> My father's birthday a month later, I'm in a Buffalo Bills shirt. Another picture, I'm in a Wilbert Montgomery Eagles jersey. A sign of things to come. <laughs> Another, the same era, I'm in a Phil Sims jersey. Like, they were all, I just had, I just loved NFL logos. Man, I did too, and that's why I collected the little helmets oh, at man. the supermarket. Yeah, they were great. In the little dispenser. Yeah, the quarter machines. But that was the extent of it. I wasn't buying Buccaneer helmets uh, the only thing I did was one year, I remember saying I wanted to collect some jerseys and I wanted to put them in frames. And so I asked for a Benny Blades Lions jersey. Wow. Which I didn't get. I asked for a Jim Kelly jersey, which I did get. And I got a John Elway jersey. And I put them in like the, the jersey holder frames. Then I put them in the basement in the house we lived in. That's it. 
And then once we moved, I gave them to my brother. I'm like, I'm not fans of these teams. I thought it would be cool to start a collection as a just a neat decor in the basement. But I was never going to wear them. Oh, and I had a Bo Jackson jersey. I got that one too. Him I liked. Raiders? I loved Bo Jackson. The Raiders. Yes. Yeah, him and Herschel. I just love the two sport guys and, you know, the fact that it was just different. Yeah, you know? they were different athletes. Yeah, Herschel Walker, track and field, football. He was phenomenal. Bo Jackson, the baseball, the football. It was pretty cool. There's a uh, a new store in Asbury Park that I saw just uh, two weekends ago. I was there. And it's like a used clothing store, but yeah. it's only for, like, uh, sports-related. Really? So they have old starter jackets in there. Oh, I would go there. Oh, it's pretty cool. And they're very reasonably priced for, like, a legitimate used starter jacket I mean, in good used. shape. Right, but it's but you can't get it. And if yeah. you could get it, it's a replica of what it was. True. They're like 149, which didn't seem crazy to me. What's the original price of them though? I don't know. $75? Uh, that's I mean, think about question. what a starter jacket was in 1984. Right. They couldn't have been more than that. Right. So, that's interesting though. I would check that out. Where Asbury Park you said? Yeah, it's in Asbury Park on their main on the main road where all the shops and restaurants that's are. That's cool. Cookman Avenue. I don't think I've ever been to Asbury Park. And that's something. Yeah, you would like it there. I'm sure I would. I don't think I've ever been there though. Not easy to park though. That's the thing that's Yeah, sucks. you've told me that I know. That I don't like. Probably out for that then. That's why I like when it's it better weather I can walk there from I mean it's a wall, it's a bit of a walk and Is that store have parking? No, it's all oh, street parking. God. Yeah. Well, but, now's probably got to be a good time to go. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Every time I go, there's, there's nowhere oh, to park. Okay. Because I think there's residents there. They, they take yeah, up all, right. all the parking. Okay. You know, the freaking residents, Jerry. Freaking residents. Then they also have, like, the old uh, hats, like the old, like, NFL baseball caps. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But those are so ill-fitting now. Like, they just don't work. Are there sweat marks on them? I didn't look inside any they of them. have to, no? I would think if they were worn, yeah, unless some people bought them and just kept them. Yeah, I suppose. That's interesting. Yeah. It was cool. It was yeah, cool to kind of go uh, in and thumb through. They I don't have diarrhea and vomiting this weekend. Maybe I'll take a ride. <laughs> they had old, uh, that store also has like old concert shirts and stuff, mm. like old rock and roll shirts. Sure. That's another thing. Those it's, I like. Those yeah. are cool. They're, um, you know, so I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen, I told you, in a couple weeks. Yeah. And I have a uh, concert t-shirt that I purchased at my first Bruce Springsteen concert that was at Nassau Coliseum in 1988. Okay. So it's going to actually be within a day or two of 35 years from when I first saw him to this next time. And I think I'm going to wear that shirt. That's Why not? But I've looked it up online. That shirt's worth like $200 used mm. because... What are you going to hold on to? Are you really going to sell it? No, I'm not going to sell it. So then wear it. No, I'm gonna, yeah, but I have to like... It's been in my... like. It's got to get washed probably. Yes. But I, I also would. can't just put it in. When my, would you say the last time you wore it was? 30 years ago? If I bought it in 1988... I probably wore it for probably four years. Then what So was like, you haven't worn that shirt since 1992, the year I was graduating high school. It may have been How 91. That? that is wild. And I still have it. Yeah, I think that's cool. I it's, wish I had my, Den, my Don Henley shirt from 1988, which yeah, I don't anymore. Right. But we didn't know, Jerry. This is the problem. The things we thought that we hung, that we should hang on to when we were younger, Star Wars figures, baseball cards, uh, we hung on to. Useless. The things are real. That we throw out? This shirt, the neck is all misshapen. What am I going to do with this Bruce Springsteen shirt? Now it'll be worth $300. Yeah, I know. I'm well aware. Damn it, Jerry. Well, the same thing with our dads with the baseball cards. Yeah. You know, they didn't know. They were flipping them, 
for a penny. Right. You know, they didn't realize that these Mickey Mantle cards, you know, in 2023 would be worth $80,000. They had those, and our dads had comic books. Yeah, my dad never got into comic books. Huge with the baseball cards, no comic books. And I think my dad had comic books, no baseball. My oh, okay. dad wasn't really a sports guy. Huh. Apple tree, <laughs> not far. <laughs> I look like a real sports sports fan compared to well, him. You're Joe Beningo yeah. to your dad. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened to a lot of these guys and what happened to my dad, and I, I hear this story from other people, is so my dad had these comic books, but you could say uh, baseball cards and stuff, and kept them in pristine condition. Yep. Stored them away. Joined the military. Oh, Bye-bye. his parents got rid of them? Yep. That my sucks. father said he came home from <laughs> Vietnam. He's like, I had all these comic books. Oh, I gave him the kid up the street. Oh, oh okay. And he said he had them all like, I'm sure. like he really was taking care of them. Yeah. Comic book collectors were hardcore, still are. Yeah. That sucks. That does suck. Oh, well. But, you know, what are you going to do with them all? Can't save Nothing. everything. You're saving and hoping yeah. is what you do with them. Wishing and hoping. Also, if you can go on Etsy now, too. You know, I was telling you about these expensive concert shirts, old yes. ones. If you go on Etsy now, people just re redo them. Mm-hmm. So they look exactly so the replicas. same. Replicas, yeah. Which is a cheap way out. Seems but. also not legal. No, you definitely have the rights to that. Right. That's why I always wondered. Like, I understand now how somebody makes makes these shirts, but like when we were going to concerts in like the late eighties, yeah, early nineties, and you'd go to a show at Giant Stadium, people were selling them in the parking lot. But bootleg shirts. Yes, I told you I bought a bootleg Don Henley shirt <laughs> that didn't have the e at the end. It was it's a Don Henley. H-E-N-L-Y. I thought it was the coolest shirt. It was $20. I will never forget it. Yeah. Me and my friend. 20 bucks, yeah. We each bought one. And then we went back to our tailgate and our girlfriends at the time. The one girl, Laura was her name. I'll never forget. That was his girlfriend. She's like, something's not looking right. Okay. And then the one girl, Jen, goes, how do you spell Henley? And my other friend knew it immediately. She's, yep, that's what it is. That's not spelled correctly. <laughs> but where were they printing these shirts? I have no idea. I don't know. But we bought them, 20 bucks, and the guy sold a ton of them. Oh, yeah. Just walking around. Shirts, we got shirts. Yeah, because I remember the, those shirts, those guys always dealt with nice, even money. 20, here's a 20, yes. here's a 20, two tens. Like, Very smart. It was easy, quick, easy for change. Easy for change. Where if you bought one. This way they can run when the cops are after them. <laughs> if you bought one in the... At the regular concession stand concert, they were like twenty eight thirty three. You're right. <laughs> and this, I remember, I bought that. I bought a bootleg Who shirt in nineteen eighty nine out there. Right. And then, I, and this, and I bought an actual Who shirt. I got rid of the actual Who shirt <laughs> first because it was all disformed. The bootleg one was much better. It's funny you say that because when the Chili Peppers played at the Rock in either sixteen or seventeen, I don't remember what year it was, but it was before the pandemic. Kim and I went, and I bought a great shirt, and I bought a large, and when I bought it, it felt, I mean, it could not have fit better. It was awesome. One wash, and it basically is saran wrap on me now. Yep. And I spent like $32 on that T-shirt. And I'm talking six years ago. Yeah. I spent $32 on it, and all I got was like one or two wears out of it, and that was it. And it was just so, it shrunk. I wish they would have told me this is going to shrink two sizes. Yeah. I would have bought an extra large. Right. And that's the other thing. It's so crazy, and it's like, what do you want? And you're selling, and you go, oh, this is too big. Now, now they're gone they're, already. They're gone. Yeah, pretty much. You're so, not returning it. So, what do you think? T-shirts for this is a T-shirt. 
And this is on the website now for Bruce Springsteen. Okay. So you know it's not going to be cheaper in person. I'm going to say $42. Okay, for the Springsteen and Easter Band 2023 World Tour photo t-shirt. It's a picture of the band. It just says Springsteen, Eastery Band, nothing on the back. Okay. T-shirt, 50. Wow. 50. Well, you know what? He's not making much money these days. That's true, Jerry. (laughs) You know it's a crap shirt. Damn, $50. Right, and we feel bad charging. uh, 30. Right. By the way, not making much on that 30 either. Maybe that's why they should be charging 50. Yeah. Holy cow. The other and he's buying those, or whoever's making them, in a, in bulk. In crazy bulk. Right. They're probably buying a million units. That shirt probably costs $2. Because then there was a time when the shirts were very specific to the show. Yes. Right? Where they would have, like, sold out Madison Square mm-hmm. Garden. Now they're just tour shirts. Now they're just right. Which means you can print more of them mm-hmm. and pay less for them. Yeah. And charge more for them. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I remember I had a Van Halen OU812 tour. Yeah. I saw them at the Garden, and it <clears throat> the shirt I got, the back of it said Madison Square That's Garden. That's awesome. Right. That's a cool that shirt. That I want. Yeah, that I would spend $50 on. Yes. Well, guess what? I threw that one in the trash, too, Jerry. Yeah, I'm sure you They're did. They're all gone except the one. And it's really the worst shirt that I have, the one I saved. It's the cover of Tunnel of Love. Mm. It's not manly, Jerry. Not a great shirt. It's white. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not... It's not a great looking shirt, but I'm gonna wear it. You bet your sweet you ass. Should. You should. I think the last sweet ass. the last concert shirt I saved, I think the last one that I got rid of, yeah, was Billy Joel and Elton John at Giant Stadium. That's the last one that I bought. Like I don't remember buying the Chili Peppers one, yes, but I don't. I I can't even think of another shirt that I bought. Leonard Skinner at the Man Music Center in <laughs> Pennsylvania in 1993. Did you ever have the ones that were three-quarter sleeve? No. Because that was the thing, like, in the 80s, those were the concert shirts. They weren't short sleeves. They were three-quarters. And I remember I used to get some at uh, the Route 1 flea market. Okay. You could buy the three-quarters. Those are cool. I don't think I ever bought one of those. Like, we have an Al and Jerry warm-up show, three-quarter sleeve. Yes, with the new logo. Let's make one. I know we're just making shirts and not selling any. Why not? It's any. fun. Oh, no, I mean, listen, you sell a few here and there. Who cares? What if we make it like a concert shirt? It's a three-quarter sleeve. Yep. What do you want to put on it? Alan Jerry. World Tour 2023. Yeah, yeah. World Tour. And then what do we put on the back? We can put the, the like the dates. Just, just sold out. That stamp that looks like you just stamped it, sold out. We could out. do that. I could, again, I mean, I made the other one in eight minutes. Yeah. Although if you put something on the back, I'm sure it costs more. It does cost more. So Correct. let's just do the the front Alan Jerry warm-up sh- World Tour, the warm-up show, stamped, okay. sold out. I can do that. <laughs> Done. I will I will work on that at some point today if I'm not in the bathroom. I'm terrified now that I'm going to be in the bathroom. A couple quick predictions then regarding that. Yeah. Number one, will you be hosting tomorrow? Yes. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Like, I'm going to text him. As much as I'm not really intrigued by doing a February show, mm-hmm. these shows are hard. They're, they're There's not, not much going on. Yep. Be smart. Yeah. Really, our announcement can wait till Thursday. Mm-hmm. Don't come in here and infect us. I, I don't know. I, uh, trust me, I want him here tomorrow. If you're not, we'll survive. But I'm going to say he's going to stay home. Okay. Another prediction. By Thursday, by Thursday night, yeah. will, you, will you still be healthy? No. Nope. By Thursday night, will I still be healthy? Yes. By Thursday night, will Boomer still be healthy? I don't know. Can he get it again? I think so. Why couldn't he? I mean, he was right next. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm going to say no. 
by Thursday will Eddie be healthy? Yes. Okay. I think you guys are fine. You do. I do. Okay. Yeah. You now coming in here makes it a little more dicey, but uh, not Zeus. <laughs> Zeus, Jerry. <laughs> Yousef. Oh, Yousef, not Zeus. <laughs> Came in and cleaned everything. Zeus, I don't problem. know. Cleaned Yousef up everything. sprayed. Yeah, he did. Prior he did to you nice coming job. in here. He did not spray prior to me coming in right. here. So I'm concerned. And I was in here two segments with G right, as well. Right. Even right. though he kind of hunched over to himself and <laughs> didn't say much. Yeah. So I'm I'm more concerned for me than I am you too. I think you guys would be fine. I hope so, Jerry. I do too, for your sake. And, and mine. for your sake. Yeah, that too. All right. Well, I get a raise for today. You definitely should get two hour uh, hosting money. Holy smokes! Hell yeah, Jerry. Anyway, all right. All right. Let's do. Uh, what do you say we do the warm up program? I actually liked it. That was good. It was a good one today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Sounds good to me. So- eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, coming up on 502, it's Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Nice to see you, the Eddie Scazzari. It's Tuesday, as we said, across from me, his name is Al Jeffrey Connor Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. I, been... saw, I saw two things. Oh, is that right? That made me think of you this morning. All right. Two articles that could have been Al, it could have been you, Newspaper as a matter of fact. Articles. Yes. Okay. And here's why. 
So, number one, I saw one article on a 63-year-old man. You're 53, not 63. Thank you. Who believes he has the body of a 43-year-old, and he relates that to his strict eating and his three hours of exercise. Imagine striving for the body of a 43-year-old. Well, when you're 63, I'm going to strive for that, too. All right. So I thought of you because of your strict eating, and while you don't exercise three hours a day, you do do your push-ups, and you do walk a lot with the dog. That I do. You are active. I walk with the dog. Other than that, Often. I don't do a lot. Well, you burned, you ripped out 100 push-ups yesterday. So. I'm gonna, t- today during the show, we're doing a 100 push-up challenge. Perfect, uh, which will be easy for you, right. not a big deal. Then, about 10 minutes later, I see an article about Dick Van Dyke who is about to turn 98 yeah, and still goes to the gym three days a week and credits his longevity to, well, genes for one, but two, the fact that he eats well and goes to the gym three Look days a week. Dick Van Dyke, And Jerry. I got to tell you, when I looked at the two of them, I thought if I combined them and mm-hmm. made one person, they'd look like you. Uh, me, uh, Dick Van Dyke, and the guy striving for a 43-year-old body. Yeah, the body. 63-year-old was a doctor. All right. And he's got a book coming out, and it was intriguing. That is very nice. Bruce Springsteen looks great. He's 73 years old. A lot of these guys are looking good. He's out there ripping it up every night. I know. When are you going? When are you going to North Carolina? April 1st. To North Carolina? The Garden. What Not happened to North Carolina? Eh. I thought you told CeeLo you wanted to go to North Carolina. I did tell CeeLo. I tell CeeLo a lot of things, Oh, Jerry. all right. So you're going April 1st at the Garden. I like to fill that kid's head with a lot of little lies. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, go in the Garden. All right, very good. And I'm all pumped. I, my ears legitimately hurt every morning. I'm blasting Bruce Springsteen on my way into work. Good I'm for you. I'm 100% going to have hearing troubles. Will you tailgate? No. Right there on 34th Street. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will park my car in Secaucus. You'll take the train and in. And I will train it in. You'll be I drinking uh, Casamigos out. on the train. And boom. <laughs> You'll be hammered by the time you get in there. I don't like to drink when I go to I know you don't. concerts because then I have to pee. Not Well, not if you're taking shots. Yeah. The beer, yes. Although I have already planned out. Uh, you know, I follow all these. I'm like Chris Mad Dog Russo. I follow all the Bruce Springsteen set lists. Sure. So, so I already know which songs I'm not, I've had enough of. Is it, It's fairly consistent what he's it's doing? It's been fairly consistent. Really? Yeah, a song here or there, different. And I'm sure the Garden shows will be, scatter some different things. But I know, he's one of the, we talked about, you know, we're giving away Dave Matthews band tickets in the 8 o'clock hour. Yeah. Boomer and Geo. And you talked about you had a bad time at a Dave Matthews because it's like they're jamming. Yes. I'm with you. And Bruce does this too. You know, twenty minute glory days. Like I got twenty minutes. Move it along. Yeah, I'm exaggerating, but they're long. So I already can have planned out what songs I know the audience loves, and you know when to go to that I don't care to break. hear. <laughs> Bathroom. I I'm a time out my Miller lights. No, it's very smart. Yeah. I'll the be the ready problem to go. with that too, though, is once you go once, you got to go very quickly uh, thereafter. I know. Why is that? Like, what is the reason for that? They if say you, you empty out your seal. bladder, I get that. How come when you when you empty out your bladder, it's not empty? I don't know. That's a good question. I should ask the 63-year-old who's got the body of a 43-year-old. I would He's ask a doctor. Him. He would know. Or reach out to Dick Van Dyke, Jerry. Or I can ask when we go to the Princeton Longevity Center tomorrow. I can ask them. You're going tomorrow. Yes. I'm well, going next week. Oh, I thought you were going Thursday. No, next I'm going week. next Friday. Got it. All right. Jerry will bring in our bone scans. We'll put them up here at <laughs> WFAN. We'll have everyone take a look Only at them. Only if they look good. <laughs> He's like, oh boy, sure, uh, yeah. your bones. I found my CAT scans from, do you remember when the kid hit me with the aluminum bat? Yeah. <laughs> Swing in a bit. Oh, he's hit Jerry right across oh, the forehead. Yes, he did. And I got a concussion. I yeah. have those scans. I've actually found those when I was going through some stuff.
Mm. Uh, over the weekend. I'd like to take a look at your CAT scans. Bring them in, Jerry. I'd like to look at your whatever that shows. The CAT scan? Yeah. yeah. The brain. Mm-hmm. All right. Which one of us do you think is likely to have something bad come up Me. on our CAT scans? Me. I mean, on our scans. Me. Really? Mm-hmm. I think it's 50-50. Yeah, I, I, never know. 70-30 more in my favor. Do you think we'll both come out clean? We'll my both God, have I hope some so. sort of I'm disease? I'm not doing this to find stuff. <laughs> I'm doing this to hopefully not find stuff oh, okay. and have some peace of mind. But if we do, that's a good thing we find it early. Yeah. That's why I'm going. Okay. Uh, Jerry. Meryl. David Carr, who is Derek Carr's brother. He is. Derek he, Carr is he the... He beat the Cowboys in the Texans' first ever game. Yeah, that's David Carr. Correct. Derek Carr is the guy from the Raiders. Yep. That's been meeting with the Jets and the Saints. Mm-hmm. David Carr, the brother, I guess has a gig on NFL Network. Right. He says that uh, Rob Sala and uh, Derek Carr hit it off. Well, what did they think? They were going to come to blows? Yeah, that's what a lot of people thought, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the eggs over easy. No, you will not. Like, how would that not go well? Right. Like, honestly, you're you're bringing a guy in to wine him and dine him, not do anything mm-hmm. else, Al. Um, we're are you going to get into arguments? Of course it's going to go I know. well. Those uh, how did it go with the Saints? Let me guess. Well. <laughs> right. So, who knows? Right. Well, I'm talking to a team that's potentially going to pay me $50 billion. It went pretty good. Right, let me be a jackass. Right. It went pretty good. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So funny. But it reminded me, like, you know my friend Booker, Jerry? Of course. Booker I used to love K-Rock. Booker on 92.3, of course. He's in uh, Los Angeles now. When uh, J-Lo and Ben Affleck first started dating years ago. Yeah. Before their breakup, and now they're they're married, I guess, again. Uh, Chris Booker was dating J-Lo's sister, Linda Lopez. Who works in the company again, by the way. Who works at uh, 880. 880? I thought 1010 wins. It's 880? I think it's 880. Okay. Entertainment Tonight hired Booker to be a correspondent, I believe in part because he was... uh, You believe in part? He was like... Going swimming with J-Lo and Ben Affleck. It wasn't because he was working at (laughs) K-Rock. Are you sure? (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Of course. So now we've got Derek Carr and brother David Carr in the media. Sure. Where is Aaron Rodgers' brother? I need... He hates him. ...to hear from Jordan. What's their last name? Rodgers. I need... No, you don't. Jordan Rodgers to get... (laughs) His name is... His brother is Jordan? Yeah. Like, Jordan Love is the backup and his brother is Jordan? Mm -hmm. Interesting. But they hate each other. and He doesn't talk to his parents. So who wants to hear from him? Well, it'd just be fun now to hear from... I like to hear, like, a brother commenting on the brother and where the brother's going to go. By the way, is his brother out of the cave and he's going to go on McAfee today, do we know? That I don't know, Jerry. Hmm. Because if he was going in on Thursday or Friday, that would mean he would have been done Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. So he should be a new man today, mm-hmm. and he should be with McAfee, you would think, somewhere on a Zoom call. Yeah. I would think. It'd be great if he's just Zoomed in in complete darkness. <laughs> Hello, Pat. <laughs> and you just hear vomiting in the background and pooping. Which was recorded. Oh, yeah, you're right. Everything they was recorded. They were recording the, the full four days, which seems weird to me. Yeah, why would you do that? I don't know. Then you everything you do is there. I can't wait to see that on Netflix. <laughs> four days of darkness. At the Aaron Rodgers story. And they'll stretch it out four days. Here's Aaron entering the dark room. Aaron getting a light shut off on him. Aaron vomiting and getting an enema. Oh, God. Getting an enema? You ever put a suppository in your butt? No. Yeah, me neither. Mm, I'm not so sure I believe that. (laughs)
That seems like something I feel like you would do just to try it. When I was looking at virtual Ooh, Friday, I have no plans. When I was <laughs> when I was looking at virtual colonoscopy, yeah, and I was like, is the prep the same as regular colonoscopy? It is. Yeah, but on the on the uh, what do they call it? Virtual one. They give you the list of items to purchase at the supermarket or drugstore yeah. before prep, and it's like you get this laxative, and then it wants you to. The final thing is suppository. <laughs> How do you put that in your own buttocks? I don't know. I'm out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Let's just go the normal route of a colonoscopy. I'll, I'll probably pass on that. Yeah. Would you rather give yourself an enema or a suppository? What's option C? <laughs> Come on. You got to give me something else. I don't like those options. Those are your only options. Or you go in a dark room for four days and throw up. I think I'd rather the four days and throw up. I got to be honest. Yeah, it's a, that's a weird. That is just, that's a that strange a one. weird. You know what's going to happen with all this? Derek Carr is going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers will go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And the Jets will end up with Ryan Tannehill. Right. And all this possible. And, and even Derek Carr doesn't excite you too much. But you feel right. like, oh, he'll be good for them. But it's not like if Aaron Rodgers was here, the excitement would be through the roof. So you've got, like, on a scale of 1 to 10 for excitement for the Jets, if they sign Aaron Rodgers going into camp, it's a 10. Right. They sign Derek Carr, they get like a 6. They sign anybody else, it's a great, another lost season. <laughs> I'll give Derek Carr a seven. Okay. And anybody else, not even on the list. Like, I I think you'd be better oh, off I signing have one for you. I nobody have one for you. rather than Ryan Tannehill. I have one for you. What if it was Lamar Jackson? I feel like he's in between those two. Correct. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's a hell of a lot more exciting than Carr. I'll give him an eight and a half. That's what I was thinking, Jerry. We're in lockstep. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. I wouldn't go seven for Rod for uh, Carr, though. I'd still go six. Now, Lamar Jackson, Jerry, he did post something interesting yesterday to yes, his fire he, coming out of his neck. <laughs> it was in, well, it wasn't his neck. No, but it was fire out of a human neck. So yeah, Lamar Jackson posted a picture to Instagram. It was a. Uh, it was. It was a uh, like a shot of like a uh, someone in a suit, a right? torso, a torso. Yeah, and the entire neck and head was just big flames. Fire. Yeah, and he wrote. No matter how much genuine love you show, it'll never be enough. So, and then he did the effort emoji. Yeah. These are deep. Jerry, some of these athletes get very deep with their Instagram posts. Yeah, some of these athletes have too much time on their hands. Means he's not getting what he wants from the Ravens. That's what I think it means. Do you think this is a quote he took from someone or he came up with, no matter how much genuine love you show, it'll never be enough? Um, this sounds like a great song. I took I'm, both of them. Like, the fire coming out of the neck means his head's about to explode because okay. he's probably so frustrated. And the comment clearly means he's frustrated. How could it not? Like, well, how else he, would it? I'm saying, like, do you think he came up with that comment or that's a famous quote that we're unaware of? Oh, I don't know. I mean, somewhere somebody said something. I love this as a lyric, though, Jerry. No matter how much genuine love Just sing you a show, song. Make a song. It'll never be enough. <laughs> no matter maybe, how much. Maybe that is a quote from a poem or a song. It's it very possible. Be course he should um what do you call it trademark it put it on a shirt yep put that on a t-shirt let's go let's mm-hmm. get it into although not to the mm-hmm. raven store you don't want to get it in the raven store jerry it'll be it'll be useless uh that's true i mean he should sell it himself oh okay that's all i meant so i don't know we'll see those are the three though that i think give the jet fans hope for next year anything else eh. 
Right. Anything else you're better off just just saying, listen, we're going to roll Mike White out there. We're going to protect his ribs. He's not going to be able to take any hits. He's been working with Tom. I would just lie. I'd be like, <laughs> he's working with Tom Brady every day. <laughs> Had to get rid of the ball quicker. He's but not going to take Brady's any hits. Tom on vacation hits. with his kids. No, that's not true. Not true. He's with Mike White. He's with Mike White. Mike White's on vacation. You know how, like, Giselle goes on vacation with jiu-jitsu instructor? He takes Mike White. He takes Mike White. Mike White follows him around. They they learn about how to get rid of the ball quick, how not to take hits. It really is the key to longevity in the NFL as a yes. quarterback. Three-step drop, out. Right. You know, don't sit there and get yourself killed like he did. I love the Brady, like, three-step. Is it even a three-step drop? I guess it is. Well, sometimes it's one or two when he's in the shotgun. Right, and then a step up, and then whoosh, yeah. get the ball out. So he immediately steps up out of the chaos. And he also does what a lot of football fans think is lame. Sometimes he'll see the defender coming, and he'll just go down. <laughs> Eli used to do that, too. Yes. But what's the common What's the common trait there? They never miss games. Right. Rarely, I shouldn't say never. Rarely miss games. I know Brady had that one injury where he lost most of the season, if not all of it. Um, but, I mean, Eli always played. Yep. Because he never, and even when he did take the hits, he got up. Mike White, broken right. He like you, playing quarterback. Yes. Fragile. We always talk about uh, Eli Manning's uh, San Francisco game where they kicked his ass, but he, he kept getting up. Beating in that game. That was where I, you know, when I talked to a couple of my friends that are big Giant fans, that was like the moment they were like, this is our guy. And it wasn't because of the game. It was because of the way he just kept getting up and kept fighting. He was like that song from Tub Thumping or whatever their names. I get, get knocked, knocked down, down, but, but I, get I get up, up again. again. That's right. Dee Dee. I'd love to see a video of that, Jerry. That York. wasn't. That was the song. It was Chamba Wamba was the band. <laughs> the, the band wasn't Tug. The, the name of the song was Tug Thumping. Tub. I think Tub Thumping. I'm gonna tub look it up. Tug. I'm gonna play it out of this break. I'll tell you that. Chamba Wamba. That 100 percent's yeah. happening. I'd love to see a montage video of Eli Manning getting smashed. <laughs> I get knocked down. Someone's but had I get to up have again. done that. No, I hope so. Come on. How could you have not, in this day and age of social media, you're yeah. going to tell me no one's ever put that to a video on a song? It, I think it's an original thought, Jerry. It could be. I doubt I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to, matter of fact. You get a Google door to break. I am. Tub, Chamba Wamba, Eli Manning Tub Montage. Tug. You're telling me the band's Tub name is Chamba Chamba? Chamba Wamba. I do remember Chumba? that. Yeah. Don't ask me how to spell that. All right. It could be Chumba Wamba. It is Chumba Wamba. Okay. And the name of their song is... Tub thumping. It is T-U-B. T-U-B, Jerry. Hmm. Tub thumping. Okay. I would have thought of tug. You say tub. What year would you say that was released, Jerry? If I were to pin you down for Rock Uh, and Roll Jeopardy and hmm. say, Jerry Recco, this tub, Chumbawamba's tub thumping came out in this year. You know, it's funny. A lot of songs I can think back to what I was doing. So it's very, it's almost easy to kind of pick a year out. I don't know that I can with this one. I'm going to say, I get knocked down. But I get up again. (sighs) Damn. We never mm. going to land me now. 2002. 97. Okay. Earlier than I thought. Jerry, were you? That was before I was married. This is in your tub thumping days, then. This is before you were married and I you probably, were busy tub thumping. I probably yeah, I probably thought that song was goofy tub back in thumper. the day. Yeah, like you, you were not. That wasn't cool, Jerry. You were a rock and roll star. Tub thunker? What was it? What did you call it? Tub. 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 <laughs> thumping. Tub thumping. Yeah. You want to know what that is about? Humping someone, probably. I don't know. I'll look this up. I don't want to bore people now. I mean, bore- it's bad enough you told me about the new Blink-182 song. Who's- <laughs> Edging? Yes. I go, oh, look, a new song, and then you tell me what that means. Okay. I don't want to break. I don't want to bore you with t- tub thumping right now, Jerry. I'll do that after I read it on the other side of the break. <laughs> when you actually find out. Yeah, I'm going to find right, out quick break, you. 517. We will have that answer for you and a whole lot more till 6. Boomer and Geo then on the phone.
This is how it starts, Jerry. Come on. I mean, Jesus. I probably should have queued this up. This was not the radio version. Uh-huh. <laughs> Truth is, I thought it mattered. I thought that music Uh-oh. mattered. You really took the extended version. Yeah, this is the deep cut. <laughs> this is the club mix. There you, there you go. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. I remember this song. Tough thump your butt off. Here we go. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never gonna keep me down. You know why I should have known this song was 97? So there's the part in it where, she, where the woman comes in and goes, Oh, Danny boy. Right? Yeah. Okay. I thought she was saying Donnie boy. And I was working with Tony Page and Don LaGreca back in the day. And so I clipped that and I played it. Yeah. You drink a whiskey drink? Drink a bottle drink. <laughs> and I played it. I remember some guy called me, hey, hey, go, hey, jackass. She's saying Danny Boy, yeah. not Donnie Boy. I'm wow. like, no, she's not. And I should have remembered that. And that was 97 that I was working with them. There it is. Hi, Donnie Boy. I, but it was Danny Boy. So. They should do a remix of this. Do they go, oh, Donnie Boy. And then it's just Don LaGreca screaming at people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could certainly do that, I suppose. He screamed enough. He's got some of those crazy rants. Had them back in the day, too. Who's a better screamer, uh, Don or Salicata? Ooh. To get When they get legitimately I gotta tell angry you. at a caller, who gets yelled at That's a really most? good one. Um, I don't know that I can make that call hmm. because Don has had some legendary <laughs> outbursts, yeah. and so has Sal. Sal gets a little more personal. You loser. You losers. <laughs> Moron, right. Um I'll say Sal because okay. we work with him every day. Good call, Jerry. But Don back in the day has had some good ones. Now, here's the one thing I don't, I didn't want to read about uh, David Carr talking about Derek Carr. Oh, God. He said, quote, going to be a long process. Yeah, I know. Oh, goodbye. Well, going to be a long yes, process. Well, hold on a second, though. That's actually a good thing for the Jets because if the Jets are really making Aaron Rodgers their priority. Yeah. And don't want to pull the string on Carr, pull the trigger on Carr. Yes. Then they could lose him because he could just go somewhere else right now. And then all of a sudden, then you don't get Rodgers. Now we're back to scenario three or four that we were talking about. Right, which is no good. Could be nobody. So it's probably better for them because maybe in the next week or so they find out from Rodgers, we're not coming to the Jets. Yeah. And then you guess know what? what, Jerry? We always wanted Derek Carr. He's our guy. Fits perfectly. Hit it off with Rhett. Not Rex. Who's the coach? Sala. Rob Rex. Sala. Wow. Rex I just, would be awesome. Oh, my God. I just said Rex. Uh, yeah. So then you can pivot and say, that was always our guy. Pivot time, Jerry. That was helps. always our guy. I think it helps a little bit. Because it, there was a chance, even Boomer said it, that maybe the Saints didn't let him leave last week. That's not the case. No, you can't leave. How about this, though? Here's what I do if I'm the Jets, Jerry. And uh, Aaron Rodgers decides he goes somewhere else. And Derek Carr decides he goes somewhere else. Some Woody Johnson. I pull up to the... Podium, and I go, we get knocked down, but we get up again. We're never going to give it up. I don't think that uh, Woody's got that in him. Oh, he's got it in him, Jerry. And then know. the season ticket purchases will be flying in. People are going to want tickets. They're going to knock down. They're getting back up again. He drinks a whiskey drink. He drinks a, a vodka drink. drink. He drinks a lager drink. He drinks a cider drink. <laughs> Danny boy. Yeah. Uh, also, I was reading, Jerry, that this Daniel Jones situation, that he might now get franchise tagged. 
Well, that was always a possibility. That's not. But I felt new. like that wasn't going to happen, and now it feels well, like that's because happening. I think what people were hoping for was that the tag would go to Saquon Barkley, yeah. and Jones would get a long term contract, which sounded good until he decided he wanted to get paid like he's Aaron Rodgers. Yes, it really is amazing when you think about the money that we're talking yeah, about. Stupid, and I, and I, <laughs> I get it. I, and Boomer clearly takes the player sides, which I understand, and he should. But some of this, this we've gotten so out of control; it is bizarre to me. I'm now uh, that used to bother me like up until well, like yesterday. Sure, uh, but now I've just decided <laughs> <Until> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, now I've just decided I want everyone just to keep spending ridiculous amounts of money. I want Daniel Jones to make seventy billion dollars a year, and then eventually, and it's going to take a little while. But when the whole thing collapses, we'll start fresh and we'll start. When is it going to collapse? The NFL is making more money, more money, more money. Soon, I don't know that. The, I don't know that the NFL is collapsing anytime soon. No, well, I don't think the NFL is collapsing. The, the money at some point will collapse. How though? You see what these because what these the networks live, are paying. I know, but at some point. But you even say the NFL makes sense to you. They get 115 million people watching the Super Bowl. You get 40 million people watching the Cowboys on Thursday night football or Sunday night football. Yeah, but you can't have. You can never have, and I think this happens in radio too. I'm not privy to this information, but this is my guess, Jerry. When you see some of these radio contracts for like the big time sports teams, they're break even for the stations. For sure. Right. So they've said that about uh, the NFL and CBS and Fox, that sometimes they even go, well, they actually lose money, but they get to promote two and a half men all, all right. afternoon. But the problem is that stuff is no longer a payoff because people aren't watching primetime. That's true. As we call it, Jerry, linear television. So at some point, that's no longer going to be a good deal. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. And I don't even think we're close because you've got networks that are still... Did you see... uh, What was the network? Ah. So the NBA might not go back to TNT. I forget which network NBC wanted back in. You see the numbers that they're talking about for the NBA? No. And nothing's done yet, but they're astronomical. Like, so if that's still going up and the NFL is still going up, I don't know in our lifetime that we see it come back the other way. I really don't. Hmm. And and this is what, this is the thing. This is what I'm talking about when we're discussing the whole salary structure. Could you imagine a situation where – you're making, let's say you're making $200,000 a year. Sweet. You want to go in for a raise, and anything less than a million dollars a year would be unacceptable. You hear that, Spike? I'll be down the hallway. <laughs> I'll be down the hallway later. Now, how about this? How about anything less than $2 million from your $200,000 would be unacceptable? Daniel Jones was making... And I, I don't understand all the base salary signing bonus, whatever. Yeah, me neither. I think it averaged out off his rookie deal. I believe he averaged out to about four million dollars a year. Now you want forty five? Yes, that's correct. I mean, good lord! If they offered you thirty one, wouldn't you run around naked and party with vodka? <laughs> Come on, I sure would. I'd be tub thumping, Jerry, God. naked vodka drink, whiskey but drinks. No, we've got to make sure that we get more money based on what? It's I not don't based know. on your stats. And I love the kid. Uh, right here. Love the kid. But, I mean, you want to talk about getting paid for what you did and what you... He had a nice season. Yeah, franchise. Does that equate to $45 million a year? Franchise tag is ass, Jerry. Oh, my God. How many times can you franchise tag people? Can I do I it to them every year? Th- I, well, Kirk Cousins, I think, had it done, th- I think, three. Yeah. And then after that, I don't think you can re-sign with that team, which is why he went to Minnesota. The rules are 
convoluted. They are sure But I are. think you can tag a guy three straight years, I think. Now, you make a lot of money doing that as long as you don't get hurt. Kirk Cousins made $100 million, I believe, in three years. Why playing they for the Reds. Like, I don't want to be franchise tag. Because they want the long-term contract. Oh. So if Daniel Jones, let's say he gets the, the tag this year, I think it's around $33 million. I think. Might be a little more, a little less. Let's just call it thirty. Let's call it thirty-five million dollars. He gets a one-year deal, guaranteed for thirty-five million dollars. What if he breaks his leg? Then what happens? His career could be over. How does that end? Not well. As opposed to give me the five years for forty million a year, two hundred million dollar contract. I believe if you get injured, you get most of that money. So I think that's I think that's what they want, hmm. which I understand that. That makes sense. I could see not being thrilled with being tagged for one year. I understand that. But it also makes sense for the Giants because let's say you tag him, and let's say next year the Giants aren't very good. They're average, and he doesn't take the next step. You really want to commit $45 million a year to him? No, you do not. No, you don't. And I like the kid, but this is insanity to me. Right and now- let's be honest. We're not sure that that's legit, too. That that's what he wants. How do we know? Is we Mike know. Florio is telling us? Yes. I, I'm not saying he's wrong. That's also the first time I heard that. So, who knows? Maybe he asked for 45. Maybe he get 39. Right, maybe that's just his starting point, But it's point, still Jerry. insane. Like, I go down the hallway and I ask for 2 million. And you'll get 4%. <laughs> What's 4% of 2 million? <laughs> no, not of 2 million of what you're making. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A 4% increase? Yes, exactly. Fair enough. Right. I love this hire, Jerry, just because of the location of the hire. The name of the person hired. This is Cooter. I know where you're going. And the location of where he's going. I agree. Indianapolis, farmland, Jerry. There is nothing more America than John Cougar Mellencamp singing about raining on scarecrows in in the Midwest. Right. And the Colts are bringing in Jim Bob Cooter as their Offensive coordinator. Who always reminds me anytime I hear the name of what show? Dukes of Hazard. You got it. <laughs> it's so true. I Roscoe thought... Pico Train. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Cooter. Is Enos still alive? Enos? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, uh, the actor who played I mean, Dick Enos. Dick Van Dyke is still alive. Yeah. I'm going to say Enos is still alive. Let's say who played Dukes of Hazard. How do you spell it? Enos like penis? Like I think like Enos Cantor. That's Ennis. Oh. <laughs> From Dukes Enos. Of Enos. It's E-N-N-I-S. Enos. No, that's from Brokeback Mountain. I need from Dukes of Hazzard. You were saying. I don't know how to say caring, thoughtful things after somebody shares an emotional moment. Enos. E-N-O-S. E-N-O-S. So that was, I would never have known this. Sonny Schroyer Mm. is his name. And Sonny Schroyer is alive and well at the ripe old age of 87. I think Roscoe Pico Train is passed, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> and Boss Hog. Boss Hog Boss looked Hogg like he was died. 80 back then. That I I do know that. Roscoe. Now, all right, if I asked you, how would you spell that name? Roscoe? Yeah. R- the whole thing. Roscoe Pico Train? Yeah. <laughs> just I'm going to say R-O-S-C-O-E. You got that. Roscoe. Right? Pico. P-I-C-O. Right. It's actually, that's what I thought you were going to say. It's, <laughs> see, now this is funny. <laughs> Two things come up. Who played Roscoe, Pico, P-I-C-O, <laughs> Coltrane, and the other one is Roscoe, the letter P, Coltrane. So let's see. Oh, what, so Coltrane was his last name, the officer. It was, so it was Sheriff Roscoe, Pico, P, the letter P, and then Coltrane. Coltrane. Yes. That was James Best, and unfortunately He's we best. lost him in 2015. When I go to heaven, I hope to meet Roscoe P. Coltrane. He was 90. Yeah, good for him. 
That's a good run. And Jerry, in this Googling, did you know there's a rapper called Roscoe P. Cold Chain? (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. Yes. That's actually pretty funny. By the way, I loved Dukes of Hazzard. So did I. And as a kid, I was playing with with the General Lee. Of course. A big uh, southern flag on the roof. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Sorrel Book, by the way, played, um, played what's his name? Uh, Boss, Boss Hog. Hog. He died a long time ago. He died in 1994. Oh, Boss Hog's been living it up show, in heaven. When did that show? Jerry, late was, 70s. Yeah, I was a child. That aired in the late 70s, yeah. not the 80s? Oh, yeah, I was 78, 70s. 79. Really? Yeah. So how the hell did we watch it? Yeah, it used to be their Friday night CBS lineup used to be Incredible Hulk, Dukes of Hazard, and Dallas. That oh. why, Dallas, I used to stay up to watch the beginning because of the uh, the stadium you, shot that yeah, used to Yeah, same, have. Jerry. If so, they could bring back that lineup, I think CBS is coming back. <laughs> bring back yeah, uh, this Dukes was the, of Hazard. You guys are wrong. This was the 80s. It was 79 to 86. Dukes of Hazard? Yes. Because I knew I watched it as a kid. But I remember it in the 70s, so I guess. Yeah, 1979. 79. Right. I was 10. I was there early with the Duke. You were right there with it. The final episode was February 8th, 1985. Boy, not a long run. Six years. Eddie and I were there early on before all you punks got involved in Dukes of Hazard. We were there with. uh, You were old. Bo and Luke Duke. Yeah. Daisy Duke. I was 12. No, older than me, though. Truth. That's all. Jerry, you ever hear this song? Look at those girls in Daisy Dukes, yeah. Who played? Let's she, have a party. You think she's still alive? Oh yeah, that's Catherine, Catherine de Burke or something. Catherine, Catherine Bach, Bach, Bach. Catherine Bach. She's still alive. She Jerry. is still she alive. Is. She was born in 1954, 46, 23. So she's 69. Yeah, I still have her photos on my walls, Jerry. <laughs> and sadly, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> in my kitchen, I have a Catherine Bach. Calendar. And the best part of it being single. You can do that. I can do that, Jerry. Ain't Although, no one going to tell me what to do with my Catherine Bach posters. And again, Gina's having a bad day. There it goes. That's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and take this Catherine Bach picture <laughs> off your wall. Could you tell me the character, not the character, the actor names for Bo Duke and Luke Duke? Uh, John Schneider. Yes, that's one. Good job. Uh, uh, John, uh, John Schneider was uh, Bo Duke. Correct. Damn, I do know Luke. Luke you, I know you will. And once I tell you, you're going to be like, ah. I'm not going to come up with it, though. Tom Wopat. There you go. <laughs> he was born in 51. He's still around as well. So that's kind of cool. John Schneider is an actual, like, uh, sings and plays guitar. Oh, he's a country singer? Why didn't they have doors for that car? Like, why did they have to go in the window? Because it was cool. <laughs> and Uncle Jesse, he's got to be passed. Oh, Uncle oh my God, Jesse died Uncle... during the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jesse passed in season two, Eddie. <laughs> He did not pass in season two. They had Aunt Bessie come in. <laughs> All right. Uh, he was playing. We got to take a break. Denver Pyle. Mm-hmm. Um, he w- Wow. Is he still alive? No, he's not still alive. He died in 1996. Is he the brother of Gomer Pyle? That was Gomer? a character. Oh, Gomer yeah. Jim Neighbors. Jim Neighbors, yeah. <laughs> uh, you made me think about that for me a too. second. Now, let me oh, do boys. Funny. Like when they would go to commercial, be like, nah, what the see what these Duke boys have going for them when they get back. I know. I, as a kid, I like that. Oh, show. I love Dukes of Hazard. I did. They'd all take right. that car flying all over the place here. Yeah, yeah and you would actually see the fender bend oh, when it always. would crash. But then in the next scene, it was fine. Yeah, of course. Quick break, 539. A lot more to do in 20 minutes. And then Boomer and Gio at the top on the van. Amazing to think we're closing in on 30 years since the Rangers Just won the Stanley Cup. Just a good old boy. Huh. 
By the way, Cooter's still alive. I checked out him. 81 years old. His name, what was his name? I forget. Let's book him for the show. Enos. I would love, no, Cooter. Oh, Cooter. Enos is alive, too. Oh, and Cooter? And Cooter's alive, and Bo and Luke Duke and Catherine Bach. Well, let's do it. I would love to do that. That'd let's, be fun. Let's run it you back, You think they're Jerry. tired of talking about it, though, at this point? No, I, at this point, they, they want to talk about because it. Because they're older. Although they probably get peppered with, were you guys racist with the flag uh, on the general league? I just want to talk about the way they film the show. And you think there were any shenanigans going on behind the scenes between uh, Bo and Luke Duke and Catherine Bach? Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, that we always heard about, uh, what was that show? The, the, the Brady Bunch. Oh, yes. That stuff was going on. What if the, we did this, Jerry? We re, we do reruns of the Dukes of Hazard, but instead we put the Ukrainian flag on the roof. <laughs> Bo and Luke Duke stand with Ukraine. We've changed up to General Lee. They're kind of old now. Just the good old boys. Wasn't there a movie, too, after that yeah, show ended? With uh, Jessica Simpson as Daisy Duke. I know that. I meant, I thought there was a made-for-TV movie oh, with maybe. the original cast after the series had ended. That sounds right. I know Jessica Simpson did it. Oh, she looked yeah. fantastic. These boots are yeah. made for walking. Come and on. That's just what they'll do. I'm not sure how I feel about this, Jerry. This is a Mets-related. Let me give you a Mets-related item. Hmm. Daniel Vogelbach. You know I love fat baseball players. Yes, he's you know thinned I, himself out. We knew this, I though. We them. talked about this a what few weeks ago. we knew this? We this discussed this. There was me. a photo of him where he looked totally thinned out. I must not have been here that day. You were here. We talked about it. On this show? Well, we didn't fill in from 6 to 10. He's 20 to 25 pounds lighter. Yeah. He's, he's, he looked pretty good. He did what Gio's doing right now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like seeing a fat guy come to bat, and, and but he was not, you could tell he was not in optimal shape to be, but he moved. He did move he around the bases pretty good. Yes, but imagine now, Jerry. He's twenty to twenty-five pounds Grease lighter. Lightning. Grease lightning. He won't say what he did to get there. Good. You know, nobody business. He's being secret, secretive. Maybe he just went to Bobby approved. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I listened to this skinny, bold freak on the radio, and I got this Bobby approved app, and I just started scanning all my items. Either that, or he actually just started eating sensibly. Who yeah. knows? Maybe he started. A different exercise routine. Right. We don't know. You know, it's nobody's business. But he looks good. He does look good. He I saw the good. pictures of him. I was like, man, this guy's... It'd be really good if he actually hit better. Yes. But that would be great. Well, maybe he'll be able to get around better. Because sometimes it looked like he was like... I think his boobs were impacting his well, swing. Like his belly was in the way. The mm. belly's not in the way anymore. The belly and, the, and his chest. And his chest. The barrel, that barrel chest is. It could also be why Steve Cohen was saying positive vibes. He's loving the vibes, Jerry. Everybody in- loves the vibes in spring training, Al. Cohen says this, Jerry. Though I'm going to pull a quote for you that I yeah. got ripped right out of the newspaper. Cohen also feels, quote, an incredible vibe here. In fact, Jerry, he said this, quote, I think this is the best vibe I've felt since I started this being an owner. Okay. I think the vibe is in Tampa right now. Positive vibes. Yeah, of course. Positive they, vibes they have only. positive vibes in Pittsburgh right now with Andrew McCutcheon walking through the door. They do? Of course they do. You know you why? Because it's February 21st and they haven't lost a game yet. You tell me everyone's got positive vibes in yes. spring training. Unlike, except for maybe the Oakland A's. <laughs> well, why not the Pirates? Okay? Why can't they have bad positive vibes? The Pirates vibes? have a nice stadium. That is true. So at the end of the day, mm, they right. can go enjoy themselves at that park. Right, it's probably not hard to get in and out of the stadium there. Probably a piece of cake. Oakland, ugh, yeah. oh, that dump that they yeah. play in. Good yeah. Lord. That's where the sewage backs up. 
Although they're playing in Scottsdale right now, or they're going to be. That's where they're training is, the A's. They're, they're somewhere in Arizona. they got to be feeling great. You're right. So even the Oakland A's right now, yeah. positive vibes only. Because you haven't lost a game. And you're it's in Arizona. Beautiful sunshine. You're taking ground balls. A little BP. And then you go play golf. You smell the grass, Jerry. Yeah. We, we drove past a couple of those minor league parks and facilities when we were out there. It looks awesome. Can you remember walk like what was what was the first major league stadium you went to? Shea Stadium. I saw Fernando Valenzuela and the Dodgers play against the Mets on a Friday night. My aunt and uncle took me. Really? Yep. First game I ever went to. I do remember that. Do you remember the, your first time seeing the field live? I in thought person? it was amazing. It's incredible. And I like, still crazy. have that feeling when I walk in. When I went to when I went to LA, God, I think it's five years ago now. I think it was two thousand seventeen or eighteen. I don't remember. I'd have to look. I remember walking into Dodger Stadium and just being in awe. You know, it's something kind of like when people come to Yankee Stadium for the first time from out west. I had never been there and watched it in the highlights and the Mets Dodgers and you know you watch it on TV and then to be there and see this this stadium sitting in this valley and then you're parked all around and you walk in and there's the Dodger white and the blue and then the field is gorgeous and the palm trees and the blues like this is awesome. Yeah. So, and I you know, I anytime I go to the ballpark it still feels that way. It really does. Yeah, I'm with you there. Like, even uh, when we were at Super Bowl and yeah. Eddie and I went to the uh, Maggie and Perloff uh, mm-hmm. party, it was at the bar at Chase Field. Yeah. And it overlooked the stadium, which was not well lit because it wasn't being sure. used. Sure. But still, you damn right, I took a picture of the field like it's a cool. child. Well, because it's still cool. Because it's still cool. The only time I don't care for it, and I haven't gone to many games like this because I hate the cold. But any times I've gone to an April game where it's dark and cloudy and breezy and cold, I'm miserable. I like a nice, it's got to be 65, 70 degrees. I like a nice, warm, sunny day, and that to me is magical, yeah. even at my age. It's still, to me, right. is awesome. And, and you're in sports. Yeah. And it's still. It, yes, but 100%. That, that first time as a kid when you went to Shea Stadium, Yankee Stadium. Never forget it. Even when you went into the upper, upper seats, the cheap seats, and you walked it. From the once you come through that tunnel, yes, and it oh, and that field opens up to you. <laughs> it is, it's something out of like a Hollywood yeah. script. And I remember my first game at Yankee Stadium, I remember it was the same. It was not long after that. I remember my father taking me, my brother, and my sister to a game, and we sat in the second row, and I almost caught a foul ball on the top of the head. Oh, yeah, I was awesome. eating ice cream. Do you know who remember who hit it? I don't remember, and I don't, I actually don't even remember who played in that game. The Met one I remember because I remember Fernando Valenzuela pitched. Who did he pitch against? I don't know. What year are we talking? This was probably 19, I would say 1981. Probably Craig Swan or Pat Zachary. Maybe. (laughs) What's funny is I've mentioned this before on a podcast to you. Yeah. And someone actually sent me the box score. And my memory was pretty good in terms of the year. And it was a Friday night. Um, But I don't know. Was Dave Kingman on that squad? That would be awesome. Was he in 81? Oh, he probably t- took Fernando deep. Jerry, of course he was on that team. Mm, let's see. Because I, I, I think it'll actually come up um, with a Google search. I will see what I can find. But I believe it. So here, maybe this is it. May 8th, 1981. It's possible. Who did he pitch against? I don't know. I have oh. to. Here's the, let's see. Was this? Because this also could have been in L.A. I'm not sure. It says, Fernando Valenzuela stumps the Mets Friday night. Um, let's see here. It was May 8th. Where was the game, though? 
that's the thing that stinks if you're a kid. You're going to a Met game, and, and it's cool that Fernando's pitching, but you know you're going to get no hits. Dave Kingman grounded out into a uh, inning-ending double play. Bob Baylor oh. struck out. Boy, I don't the Second baseman, Bob Baylor. Yeah. Lee Mazzilli hit a home Baylor. run. Off of Fernando? Yeah. Take that, Fernando. It's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. It is cool. Let's reminisce, Jerry, some more about the 1980s. Dukes That's of all we done all hour. Dukes of Hazard, Mets baseball, Fernando Valenzuela. And you actually had sports on your list this morning. I do have sports. <laughs> I do uh, we got to take too. a break. When Damn we, right. When we come back, we're going to go over uh, Derek Carr's diet. What? I don't know. And then uh, we'll get you to Boomer and Geo at the top of the hour. Right now, Amy Lawrence is back. She's got an Odyssey Sports Minute. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, a couple more minutes. We don't have a lot of time because I don't want to get to this. The Love Boat, go. <laughs> I was not a Love Boat fan. No, I wasn't either, but I saw a very good documentary on them. On actually. the Love Boat. Yes. Very cool documentary on the Love Boat. Great theme. And it was how long it rent. You know, they actually tried a different season of it when it was done with a new cast. That didn't go that well. That generally doesn't that work. That did not go well at all. No. Paul O'Neill, Jerry, he'll be back in the S booth this year. Okay. It probably, he's probably like, what? Now I got to go back there? Right. They've loosened the uh, vaccine mandates. You think, for real, you think he did any of those games with shorts on? Yeah. <laughs> Just the shirt, tie, and a jacket? Yes. I do, too. <laughs> in his basement in yeah. Cincinnati? And I guarantee you, he's like, you sure? Because COVID could come back. <laughs> I probably shouldn't come into the building. No, it's good to hear that he's going to be back. It's about time. I never understood why he couldn't come back in the first place. None of it made sense, Jerry. So stupid. I saw Neil Best tweeting. They go, maybe, maybe he got, uh, maybe he got the vaccine. Do you think he really went and got the vaccine? Not now, right? No, I don't. If you didn't get the vaccine when you were being threatened with your job, he didn't lose his job because he's Paul O'Neill, right? Then you're not getting it now, right? I would say this commercial probably good to get boosters. Boosters for what? I don't know. I don't Stop. know. I do not know. I did Stop my one booster. It. That was it. It was enough. With the I'm boosters. Finished. I'm done. I'd love to give you a shot right now, Jerry. Right in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a COVID booster right in your left well, butt cheek. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.